welcome to News from the Breach, a Dragon Prince podcast. I'm Kaylee, and I'm here today with Yannick. Hi. We're going to be talking about chapters three and four of Book Sun, which is uh, the third series of the Dragon Prince. So, as usual, I will read the synopses, and then we'll get into chatting about the episodes. Okay. Chapter three, Ghost. Rayla shows Callum and Zim around her home, the Silver Grove, only to discover she's been magically banished. Ithari, Runan's husband and Rayla's guardian, breaks the ghost spell long enough to learn the truth and gives them two mounts to help them on their way. Back at the castle, Ez tries again to conv- convince Kaesif that peace is the way forward. Meanwhile, Councilman Salia helps Kaesif meet secretly with Viren. In Lux Aurea, the Sunfire Elf Domain, Amaya is tested by the light and revealed to have a pure heart and is saved from execution. And Chapter 4, The Midnight Desert. Rayla, Callum and Zim hitch a ride across the desert from Nyx, a Skywing Elf. They do not know that she intercepted the letter to the Dragon Queen, but do not trust her completely. They leave Zim alone for some time and come back to find him missing along with Nyx and her Ambler. At the castle, Ez has another hard decision to make. Sacrifice thousands to fight for peace, or sacrifice his own freedom to save them. He ends up trading places with Viren and going to prison. Oh yeah. Crazy. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened in these two chapters. Yeah, completely. Let's jump into Ghost. Yeah, so our heroes... So Rayla, Callum, and Zim are uh, in Zadia, and uh, Rayla is excited but terrified to go home. Mm-hmm. She's having lots of feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Callum decides to disguise himself as an elf. <laughs> as an earth blood elf. An earth blood elf with... Yeah. I don't know what he's trying to do, an Australian or a, like, Cockney London accent. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I thought it was also Scottish, but yeah, okay. I'm not no. good with accents. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's like a bad Australian or Cockney accent, I can't tell, but yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very funny and embarrassing for Rayla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he tries to give her a high four. But uh, she's not impressed, and uh, Zim loves it. <laughs> he gives <laughs> gives Callum his high four with his tail. Yeah. So Rayla shows Callum and Zim the key to getting into the Silver Grove, which is a nice dance. Yeah, this is a really cute scene. Yeah, and it it kind of reminds me of uh, Avatar when. Uh, Zuko and Aang are doing the dragon dance together. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. They have you have to do specific steps to unlock something. Kind of similar, but a bit more magical. Anyway, yeah, she unlocks it and is really happy, and she wants to show them everything. And then Callum realizes first that the elves there just don't have faces, mm-hmm. which is bizarre. Yeah. And that she's been magically banished. Yeah. Didum. Didum. 
and sh she's wondering if she did a mistake or no no Callum wonders uh, what this means and she's just saying she is a ghost and not uh, the other people are weird yeah but she is the weird one in uh, yeah and she's been made into a ghost but then she thinks of Ithari who's uh, her guardian like Ithari and Runan uh, looked after her for years mm -hmm. when her parents were doing their dragon guard duty um, so she gets her hopes up and goes but then finds that Ithari's also done the same spell Yeah, which is really sad but Callum's dancing around doesn't help <laughs> uh, to get Ithari to hear them but then they see, see the Ithari sees Rayla's reflection in the blade that yeah. he's, uh, don't know what, sharpening or polishing. <laughs> making, polishing. Yeah. Yeah. And he can't hear them, but he can uh, he can see their faces and the feelings are visible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then they uh, leave and end up at the little pond in the in the village, mm -hmm. and where the little enchanted flowers are. Um, yeah. We f find out that Ithari enchanted them, mm -hmm. and each of the assassins had one, and Rayla's is the only one floating, so that they all assumed that Rayla had um, run away, run or away, abandoned, down, ab abandoned, abandoned them, yeah. and that it was her fault that the other ones yeah. were all dead, which is really, really sad and really simplistic to assume yeah. that just because she's alive. Yeah means that she did something wrong. She betrayed them or she actually killed them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's could mean bizarre. anything. Yeah. Seems really weird to just jump to that conclusion. Yeah. And we we see in a flashback that's also cute uh, the two husbands kissing. Yeah, true. When they're saying goodbye. Yeah, exactly. And I gave you my heart or something they said to each other. Yeah, when he uh, gives him the moon opal. Yeah, ah, yeah, true. And also, going back a little bit, uh, when they did the dance to open the home, they also touched and blushed. Ah, true, so, yeah. yeah. Also a lovely scene. <laughs> Cuties. <laughs> okay, and yeah, we, we get in introduced into the Silver Grove, the home of... Uh, Rayla, and she promises Callum a Moonberry surprise, but we don't know yet what it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If okay. she tells him, it won't be a surprise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But maybe it contains blueberries, uh, moonberries. Could be. Like, yeah. I, that would be my suspicion, for sure. Yeah. So they're looking into the pool, and Asari appears and gives uh, Rayla his hand. And he said that he was never as strong as the others. No. And they finally get to talk, which is really good. Yeah. <laughs> and Callum continues to try to be an Earthblood elf <laughs> and says, trees to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Athari's nice enough to humor him, <laughs> says, trees to meet you too. <laughs> yeah. He's Yeah, seems like a nice guy. Yeah, a good scene. Um, but he tells them that the Dragon Queen... Like, he's happy about the, the news about the Dragon Prince being yeah. alive. 
he he also he also uh, sees him for the first time, Sim. Yeah. And uh, gets licked by Sim. Ah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, then uh, has the sad announcement that the Dragon Queen is dying since her mate died. And yeah, he he gives them to. I called them beasts, but you called them something Mounts. else. Mounts. Mounts. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, the one is eating uh, Callum's branches. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. what is this on your uh, your head? Yeah. <laughs> He's quite... The one mount doesn't seem to like Callum very much. Yeah. The, yeah. the one Callum ends up riding. Yeah. He doesn't help, to help him at all. And, yeah. No. It's just standing around. Yeah, and I looked up what the animals are, and the the skinny one is called the Moonstrider. Mm, okay. And the the bigger one that looks more like a lion is uh, called a Shadow Paw. Okay. Do you have a favorite, like from how they look and stuff? I know the Moonstrider seems like a bit of an ass. <laughs> I I like him best, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the one Callum is riding. Mm. Because he looks a little bit more agile. I don't know. Yeah. Kratzil. Uh, I don't know the English word. Like gracious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Majestic. Yeah. And and they they look really nice and almost dreamy and like unicorns in their world. They look very magical, yeah. yeah. I think I, I prefer the shadow paw. It just looks so fluffy and cuddly and <laughs> ah, yeah. could, okay. could good. really imagine riding it and like the mane is like you could just hold on to the mane and oh, Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Hack hack the uh the neck. Yeah, we can just ride along and I can like just lean over and fall asleep in a yeah. big fairy blanket. Fairy bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway so yeah so he, they get the mounts and Isari says he'll send a message to the dragon queen yep and gives, and, and gives um, Rayla the moon opal yeah and, and there he said it uh, my love will be, be with you even when the moon is not mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah and then he disappears again or at least his face yeah then the the spell is over, or the the non spell is over. <laughs> um, and when he sends the arrow into the air, he says Regina Draconis, which is the same as what Runan says when he sends his after King Harrow's death. Yeah, which is Latin for the Dragon Queen. Yeah. Um, and this this type of arrow letter that transforms into like a bird yeah um is called a shadow hawk oh okay thank you and this one he he made a, a white one and the one that was informing the dragon queen of the king's death was a red one ah okay so it seems like ithari is a bit of a he seems like an elf mage or something mm -hmm. that he's the one who makes these kind of very skilled magical magical tools and stuff. Like he made the flowers and he made the arrows. Yeah. 
and also a lot of blades in his room and but but he also does this wood carvings i don't mm. know like little figures of out of wood mm. don't know maybe a kids toys or something yeah he seems to be some sort of like magical weaponsmith uh mage <laughs> mage <laughs> carpenter <laughs> Yeah. He can just do everything. Yeah. <laughs> But it doesn't seem like... Like, it seems to be his specialism. I don't know. Rayla doesn't seem to be able to just make stuff just because she's yeah. a moon shadow elf or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it was nice to meet Athari and yeah. Yeah. realize that he's not... He doesn't have any bad feelings towards Rayla. Yeah, exactly. But when she asked if she could go home at some point, he said he didn't know. Yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. Come on, Ithari. Tell everyone else that she's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was missing. Yeah. Exactly. For her feelings as well. Yeah. yeah. What did you want to say? Um, yeah, we see one scene uh, when they uh, picture the flower again on the pond. We see the half sunken one. True. We do. And I was wondering, did Ithari see it? I don't think he's seen it, because I'm just going to assume that that's Runan's not-quite-dead flower. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Because he's in a coin, and he's not actually dead. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's not on on the bottom of the pond, but... I'm not sure whether he can look through the uh, water. Yeah, I don't know. I'm imagining that there's going to be a scene in the future where we see him fishing out the the flowers out of the water and that he's going to lift it up and realize that it's still ah. alive. Because So Rayla's was floating on top but yeah. and it had a really bright stone glowing yeah. in the middle. Yeah. And uh, Runan's one, it was not touching the bottom and it was flickering, the light. Ah, good point. Yeah, didn't see it, but good so, point. Yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine that that's going to be like a, a thing that happens in the future and then like, what? <laughs> okay, yeah, but yeah, then because now he is assuming he is dead, but yeah, he isn't. Hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. I don't know. That's just a theory. Yeah, but yeah. sounds plausible. Yeah. It seems meaningful enough that something might come out of it. Mm -hmm. So let's go to the castle. Ezrin seems to be doing a really good job of being a king. Kasif <laughs> <laughs> is back on Ezrin's invitation. And uh, Ezrin explains to him that the dragon prince is alive. And he's really cute, by the way. Yeah. But Bate doesn't think so. <laughs> Bate doesn't agree. <laughs> Or he's not sure about. Yeah. And he explains that Callum and Rayla are on their way to Zadia or on their way to the dragon queen to take Zim back. And uh, in this moment, I don't know if you realized, Salia, this... This one councilman who's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, I called him he, traitor guy. Yeah. he's um, He looks shocked by yeah. this. 
that, to realize that the that they're taking the baby dragon back to the queen. Yeah. Yeah, and Ezrin says there could be peace again. We just have to believe it, and has this really nice speech. Yeah. And Corvus gives him a wink. Yeah, Corvus is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's really proud of Ezrin. Yeah, yeah. Being being strong and fighting for peace. Exactly. And stupid case of just rejects him and uh, tells tells him he's a little boy who believes in fairy tales. Yeah. Um, and he just leaves. We are done. Yeah. And then we see Salia, this, how did you call him? Traitor guy. <laughs> Traitor guy. <laughs> Traitor guy Salia. Following Kaysef and stopping him before he leaves. Sneaky Salia. Salia. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going on from what I said in the last episode that I'm just going to name people now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, sounds good because I didn't look it up. So then we can go down to the prison. Yeah, so we stay in the castle, but... Yeah. yeah. Aravos is waking Viren up. Or not waking him up, getting him up. <laughs> Telling him that he's got visitors coming. How does he know, by the way? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. So, can I foreshadow? I don't know. Yeah, go for yeah, it. So, we see in the next chapter that um, Viren is now seeing Eros as well. Because Eros is a, I don't know, ghost figure mm-hmm. in this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And maybe Eros is just a ghost and flying around. So he can mm. see what's going on outside the prison cell. Ah, so you think he's actually there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, interesting. Don't know? Yeah, not sure. But M- Maybe. Yeah, yeah. That would explain it. Yeah. And I was wondering, so we see a butterfly flying in and landing on the hand of a rune. How convenient. I think Arav- I feel like Aravos called it. Yeah. Or something. Okay. Yeah. Because he's a buck and uh he he has magic uh animal abilities. <laughs> well we know he's a master of all yeah. the sources, right? Yeah. So maybe he just has abilities that we can't really mm. imagine. But yeah, it's it's definitely too convenient. It has to have been it has to have been called for <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because it's not just any butterfly as well. It's a glowy yeah. pink butterfly. A shiny. Shiny Pokemon. And when it lands on his hand, it's really nice because you see the comparison between this little pure glowy thing and Viren's true face. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's a really nice comparison. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he uses the butterfly to look heavy again. Breakfast butterfly. Yeah, at least for his uh, children. Yeah, and then you see it drop dead at his feet. Yeah, exactly. No, they see, don't see it. They don't see it. No, yeah, we, we see it. We see it. Yeah. Yeah, and then they come in, and he's talking about. Uh, I don't. I in my notes I had rules breaking. What did I mean with this? Not sure. Okay. Not sure either. 
But I've, I've got in my notes that he's like faking being nice with them. Yeah, true, true. And then uh, th- that was the thing, the, the biggest thing from this scene that he's, yeah, he's in the light that's coming through the grates at the mm. top. Mm. And he looks quite a bit like a saint or something in, in this this holy light coming down. And that's when he's pretending to be all nice. Oh, my children. And yeah, everything. true. Yeah. And then when he realizes that the eggs hatched and that Soren and Claudia failed in their mission, he gets angry and he steps into the shadow. And he's really, ah. he steps out of this light. That's That's a good scene, yeah. Yeah, I found it really clever. Yeah, true. Really visually true. clever. Yeah. So I found again why I sh- had rules breaking. He's uh-huh. down in the cellar because he apparently broke some rules. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's innocent, Oops. by the way. But yeah. Yeah. He's not sure why he's there. <laughs> Poor Viren. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's uh, astounded by the um, by Claudia's saying that the egg is hatched, and he's like, "What? He he will be the power, the most powerful creature, and blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. And yeah, Soren could could have died, but it doesn't matter. And there he steps into the shadow. Yeah, and also the the chain is holding him back. Yeah, true. He he like goes at them. Yeah. When he says it, yeah. Yeah, but then he kind of he goes back on what he says. Yeah. And he's like, I don't mean to sound cruel, um, but the hu- future of humanity is more important than any of our lives. Yeah. And, Even and his it's life. Like, yeah. That's yeah. like, come on, Viren. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, but Claudia has this moment and she says, is that why you told Sorin to kill the princes? And yeah. we get Viren's really shocked face. Yeah. And we, as the audience, finally think, oh, maybe Claudia gets it now. Yeah, true. And then during the chapter, it jumps off to something else happening. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're like waiting there like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then we come back and um, yeah. Aravos is busy in Viren's ear, telling him to be careful. If you tell her the truth, you will lose her. You will need her soon. And Viren pulls himself together, laughs, and makes Soren out to be the fool. And that he just didn't understand. So sad. Poor Soren. Yeah, really. So harsh. Because Claudia was almost there, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, he uh, he gets so easily confused and what you'd hear, uh, accidents happen all the time. Yeah. Do the right thing doesn't mean not uh, to kill the princess. Yeah. And it's so disappointing. Yeah. And then Claudia actually believes Viren. Or at least it, it's, uh, yeah, she she said something like Sorbear. Yeah, you you're definitely easily confused, and maybe you got it all wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But but poor Sorin and Claudia yeah. doesn't even see that she's being used. Yeah. By Viren at this point. Um, yeah. yeah, it's very it's very disappointing. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, and they and they leave, and Soren is uh, limping on his crutches, and he's looking really down. No, because uh, it's also really bad for his and Claudia's relationship. Mm-hmm. Like she, you know, it'd be really nice if she would just trust him mm-hmm. on this. No, because he said he was really sure. You know. No, and and I was remembering the scene when Viren told Soren um, when he was eating all the. I think ice no not ice cream but he was eating a lot of stuff in front of this big tree outside in the castle yard Was it was it not jelly tarts? Yeah, it could be. I think he had one pile yeah, yeah, for exactly. like he should do it and one pile for he shouldn't or something. Yeah. And Claudia made some joke about ice cream or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because she also had a um a task and there were there were like mm, This task is, task is hard on mm-hmm. both sides, but without telling each other what the task is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm sure you won't die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when uh, when they uh, yeah go up again, this guy, Stratter guy, Salia and Kasev come down and uh, Soren is looking at them. So he yeah. wo- he's like, what what are they doing? What what's with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he pays yeah. the guard to let them in. Yeah, true. Yeah, so the Salia is paying the guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the guards in this castle are a little bit weird, but yeah. Just yeah, some impression. of them are nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, apparently the prison guard, not so much. No, not at all. So should we move on to the Sunfire Elf domain? Yeah. Uh, so we get introduced to Luxoria, mm-hmm. which is a huge city. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely massive. Like it, it looks way bigger than Catullus. But just because we get this really from a distant shot of it, and it's all gold and pretty. <laughs> yeah. And fiery. Yeah. yeah. And then we, we get uh, Janai and we get introduced to Kazi. Ah, okay. All the names. <laughs> so Janai, you, we had before a lot. Yeah. Who we find out in the next chapter is like um, the sister of the queen. Yeah. And well. what, what what is the other person called? Kazi. Kazi. K-A-Z-I. Okay, thank you. And Kazi is um, the first non-binary character. Yeah, that's cool. That we've been introduced to. They are a them. Oh, didn't know. Cool, thank you. And another trivia, I guess, is that the character Kazi was inspired by C-3PO from Star Wars. Ah, oh, really? Like the design of the character and how they, how they are, <laughs> found it interesting. So Janai and Kazi are talking about sign language, and Janai was asking if Kazi's going to be able to understand and translate. And Kazi, yeah, seems like a really cool person, mm-hmm. <laughs> and is talking about languages and uh, linguistics. And then says that, oh, but it, we shouldn't really call it linguistics. Maybe finguistics. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then we get down to the jail, which is a big ring of fire with Amaya in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and Janai uses her like lava skin to just walk through the fire because yeah. she's just cool and yeah. does that kind of thing. And Kazi seems to press a button somewhere <laughs> and opens a hole in the fire. And when they uh, go inside, then it closes really fast and seems to burn their bum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they also seem quite nervous. Yeah. Um, to be maybe nervous of the fire, but also maybe to be around Janai. Don't know. Yeah. So J- Janai uncuffs Amaya so that she can speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but Amaya refuses to answer her questions <laughs> and uh, suggests an unusual way <laughs> in which Janai's body might accommodate. Her sword. <laughs> yeah. But it, it looked like... Um, I don't know. What what was she doing? What was she signing? I, I don't know what she actually said. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe um, it looked like uh, put your sword in your belly or something. Mm. I, I don't imagine know. it was... You can put your sword up your ass as well. <laughs> yeah, it could also be. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. But I didn't. Um, I didn't pay attention to yeah. the actual signing. Yeah. Okay. Just one short thing. Um, didn't Janai's sword get lost at the breach in the last chapter? Because Amaya threw it into the barrel, and mm-hmm. then the barrel exploded. Yeah. And I kind of assumed, okay, no more sword, no? Yeah. Maybe it's a new one. I mean, if Janai is a princess, um, maybe it's quite easy to just <laughs> get another get sun, Sunforge blade. I don't know. Did she add one? Yeah, she had one. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not know. sure if it's a new one or old one and she just took it again. Or when it exploded, it just happened to explode. In the right direction, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I saw it flying towards me. <laughs> yeah, that was just a little bit of a a plot hole, which I feel didn't get okay. <laughs> explained to us. But but we've already seen that there's other Sunforge blades in the world, yeah. so maybe, yeah. maybe she ha- has a bunch of them. Yeah. So for each uh, weekday, another one. Yeah, <laughs> like the favorite ones. Yeah. The ones for fighting dirty humans. <laughs> don't know. Um, yeah, so back to the <laughs> back to the interrogation. Um, so Maya was refusing to answer, so she gets taken to the queen mm-hmm. for not cooperating. Yeah. And the queen seems a bit, I don't know, stuck up. Mm-hmm. Especially compared to Janai. Janai seems pretty cool. Yeah. And says that because she's not answering her questions, dispose of her, she's worthless. Yeah. And not useful. Get rid of her. Yeah. Yeah. But Janai defends her because she is a human, but she fought bravely and treated treated me, her enemy, with warrior's honor. Mm -hmm. Also, the queen is called your radiance, which is also a nice expression because... Yeah, the radiance of heat or light. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, because of the whole focus on the sun. Yeah, exactly. 
And the queen is called Queen Kessa, by the way. Ah, thank you. So, because Janai defends her, Queen Kessa decides to let the light decide mm-hmm. uh, the, what the they fate. do. Yeah. Yeah, and we get this really intense moment with this light on a staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, he seems like a priest or something, the guy that's holding it. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. And uh, Amaya's staring into it, and we see like her crying, and Janai tries to get her to just look into the light she has to yeah but you but you see amaya's eyes changing and i was really worried that amaya was gonna lose her sight yeah exactly that's also a question i had because the pupil was gone at the end you know it was getting smaller and smaller yeah and then it was gone and she was in tears because Mm -hmm. of also the, the the light obviously and uh, the queen just said, okay, yeah, you have a pure heart and enjoy your pet to Janai. Mm-hmm. But um, when she was taken uh, by Janai, she looked back a little bit. So mm-hmm. it didn't seem to me that she lost her sight. But I thought so because of pupil gone. And if you look so directly into the sun... Hey, yeah. you, you're you're gonna yeah. be blind. Yeah, not sure. It doesn't get resolved yeah. either. Yeah, and and what is this light actually doing? Like, mm-hmm. what is the purpose, or how do they see? So, is is a person who is not pure? Is is the person getting burned or what? That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. it's not made clear. But like, it seems to be kind of the fact that she survived it means yeah. that she's good or something or or if she's evil in some way that the light would just show it hmm. Hmm. we don't know it's a mystery okay so that was more or less it for this chapter I have the overarching themes mm-hmm. um, which I have the things being not as they seem. Yeah. Because uh, Queen Kessa, for example, says, like, Amaya is worthless. And that seems to be, like, the big judgment on Amaya that she's worthless. But we know that Amaya is not worthless and is amazing. We see Sneaky Viren looking kind of virtuous and, like, the good guy, you know, from Claudia's perspective. And what I was talking about with this holy light coming down on him, sort of thing. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, Ra- we get Rayla uh, as well. She, Everyone thinks she's a coward, or at least her village yeah. thinks she's a coward, but she, we know that she's brave. And, yeah. and that we get Sorin looking like an idiot. And we know that Sorin, you know, he's not the smartest, but he is right about this and he has a good heart, you know? This is really yeah. good, really good, yeah. So that's what I got out of this episode anyway. <laughs> yeah, cool. We didn't have any spells to translate, or yeah. no. um, we just had the key to the Silver Grove, um, the light test, which we just talked about, and Viren's magical butterfly. Yeah. The other comment I had was that the 
ghost spell reminded me of Black Mirror. There's uh, an episode of Black Mirror in which somebody gets blocked Mm -hmm. and they just look like pixels to everyone who looks at them. So it's like the opposite. But I can't remember in Black Mirror if the pixelated person also sees the other people as pixelated, possibly. No, he he sees them as pixelated, but the others uh, don't see him as pixelated. Yeah, they just see like a blur. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so that was uh, just a... Yeah. True. Good. Comparison. Yeah, I think that's about it. Do you you have anything you want to say about this chapter? Uh, Except from the outro, I have only uh, that the Dora bars are stackable, like five in a row. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and that Asran uh, read the intro yeah, yeah. ah you, you watched the intro this time the recap yeah, yeah. cool <laughs> okay so we'll move on to chapter 4 the midnight desert mm-hmm. in the intro we see a skywing elf mm-hmm. who we know is called Nyx Knocking the letter out of the sky that was being sent to the, dra- the Dragon Queen. I think Nyx is the first uh, elf we see with wings. Mm-hmm. Also, her full name is Naimi Selari Nikantia. <laughs> yeah. Short but they for call me Nyx. Nyx. Yeah. <laughs> And this is Rayla, short for Rayla. <laughs> yep. Also, she, she looks really cool with two different eye colors. True. Yeah. Yeah. Nyx is a very pretty elf. Yeah. Lots of colors and... Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So Callum and Rayla are walking through the woods and... Oh, they're not walking. They're on their mounts. And Callum keeps falling off. (laughs) (laughs) Because they jump really high. Yeah. That's super crazy. Yeah. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. This is fine. (laughs) yeah Yeah, and and Rayla's in a really grumpy mood and Callum's trying to convince her to talk about her feelings (laughs) and talks about how him and his family used to have big feelings time and uh, that you can just if you have any big feelings you can just talk about them but Rayla's really annoyed by this yeah She she just wants to be alone and yeah. think about it on her own. Yeah. yeah, but he keeps poking. Yeah. Uh, so they hear someone coming and Callum quickly puts on his disguise. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Nyx introduces herself and recognizes Rayla as the banished Moonshadow Elf and then says that she's expecting a human... <laughs> A human companion. And he does his... Is it again a Sailor Moon thing? <laughs> transformation? Yeah, it's it's obviously an enemy transformation scene. So, yeah. So, there are a lot. And removes him... Uh, and reveals himself as a human. It was a human all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Nyx offers to carry them across the Midnight Desert which saves them a week of traveling. Because she uh, says she is the um, assistant of the Dragon Queen. Yeah, she says that, like, the emissary or something? 
Ja. Ja. Ja, ja, exactly. Sneaky Nix. Ja. Then the Midnight Desert uh, is hot, haunted and horrifying. And in the daytime it is hotter than any desert known to Elf. Mm. And at night it's infested with Solfang serpents. So the night is even worse. Yeah. yeah. And Solfang serpents we've seen before from uh, from Viren in the first book where he's trying to get Harrow to with a double-headed Solfang ah, serpent trying to get true. Harrow to give the Solfang his soul yeah. and transfer it into another into another body. True. So we've seen one before, but now we know where they come from. And without magic to transfer it or a double-headed one, it looks like you're pretty done for if you get got by a soul fang. True, true, true. Good. Yeah. And we get introduced to Nix's Ambler. I'm not mm -hmm. sure, did the Ambler have a name? No. No. It was a really nice creature, like really big mm. and Huge, slow. And, yeah. and they get lifted up. On the tail of the ambler. Mm -hmm. It's quite handy. <laughs> that yeah. They had this platform to stand on to take yeah. them up. Because they, they don't have wings, so how would they get up there? And the ambler has a really nice saddle mm -hmm. where they're all sitting. Um, and it has another little saddle on the head as well where Nyx is sitting. True. But yeah, it's really nicely really nicely done. Um, and Zim is chasing the Adora bears around. <laughs> And Rayla's sad looking at her moon opal, still having her big feelings. Mm. And at some point the ambler gets its foot stuck and Nyx goes down to try and get it out and says, don't touch my stuff. Yeah. Also, the, the hole was caused by solfangs. So they, they were in the sand and, you know, digging holes or what? Mm-hmm. Or they're, they're the moving tunnels. through holes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tunnels, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems to happen a lot that the... Ambler gets its foot stuck. Yeah. And then we get this nice Easter egg from Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, something so strangely familiar about this uh, weapon that he sees there. And lifts it off and it's like, boomerang? <laughs> <laughs> and this is such a great moment for Avatar fans. Because yeah. Jack the Senna, the voice of Callum, voiced... A character called Sokka in Avatar who always had his boomerang and his boomerang was his main weapon. So it's just a very funny comedy moment for us <laughs> as fans. Exactly. Yeah. Really, yeah. really good. Yeah. So Callum in his in another life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we have another uh, big Easter egg because when they are uh, riding through the desert. They uh, they are going to Oasis, mm -hmm. and the Oasis are is protected by um, obelisks um, mm -hmm. surrounding them the the Oasis, and there's this wall called Wonder Wall, <laughs> and you know Oasis Wonder Wall Wonder Wall around the Oasis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think we all know the song you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. I hadn't quite yeah, I hadn't quite put that together in my head, but yes. <laughs> now you say it. That's very good. Yeah. So they they make it to the oasis, um, 
where they're safe from the Solfangs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nyx tells them it's going to be cold and asks them if they need two blankets or just one. Trailer <laughs> <laughs> like two. Rayla and Callum are like two, two. Little awkward. Very mm. awkward. Yeah. Yeah, and then later Callum's trying to comfort Rayla, but then she runs away. He follows her, and they leaves him alone. Yeah. So Rayla is actually crying and yeah. she says she's a mess and she doesn't want to be seen like this by Callum or anyone. She lost everything, parents, the people uh, she loves and her home or she let them all down and failed them. But he's like, shut up. Excuse me? Shut up. You're talking crazy. And this is really cute. He gives a lot of con- compliments. He really does. Like, you're funny, amazing, smart, fast, beautiful. You're the most amazing person I've seen or I know. I've ever met. I've ever met, yeah. And then they kiss. Well, Rayla kisses him. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Which he's really shocked about. (laughs) Yeah. And then another awkward scene afterwards because they are both like... Okay, this never happened and we never talk about this again and blah, blah, blah. But Callum is obviously not happy about it. He didn't expect it, but he has a crush on her, obviously. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah, and he just feels like an idiot now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (sighs) But then they know... Then they recognize that Sim is gone along with Nixon, the Empler. Yeah, and the Adora birds are around the fire, jumping up and down, like, yeah. alarm, alarm. Yeah, true. <laughs> Nobody heard them because they're so uh, quiet. They're so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> squeak, squeak. Yeah. But it was also nice that they slept around uh, Sim. Yeah. But yeah, couldn't do anything about uh, Nix taking Sim and... No. Going away. No, they're very friendly, but they're not very useful in a kidnap situation. <laughs> True. <laughs> now we know. They can't yeah. look after Zim. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the castle. I I had just... Uh, yeah, Viren is lying in his prison bed. And Eros is super weird because he opens his eyes and he begins to bind them with his, I don't know, silk thing. He starts making like a web over his eye. Yeah. Really weird. And Viren is firstly creeped out by it, obviously, because what what the fuck? Yeah, but he lets him do And afterwards we see uh, the eye is now ready and uh, Eros is, or the the bug, whatever, is opening the eye and we see the the silk web thing is still there. Uh, So he has a bright eye and a normal eye and now he can actually see Eros. And we see Eros going through the prison, like this mm-hmm. ghost figure. 
and yeah, now he can see him and so he can serve him better. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, super weird. It doesn't super seem weird. like a positive step. <laughs> um, yeah. But I liked what he said when Viren was uh, like, what are you doing? And Aravus is just like, preparing you for greatness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's obvious. Just come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So, still in the castle, but up in the throne room. Case mm -hmm. is back again. Hooray. Yeah. And this time he's here with an ultimatum. Yeah. <laughs> it explains what an ultimatum is. Like mansplaining. What the fuck? Come on. Yeah. It's really patronizing. Yeah. And the, all the other armies have arrived in Catullus. And tomorrow at dawn, three armies will wage war on Catullus. Yeah. Which is very bad news indeed. And I thought about it, so there's five kingdoms. Um, so I think that um, like the only one that's not attacking is Durin, I think. Because I can't remember the names of all the kingdoms. But Kaesov's dad is gravely injured. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we know that from the other two kingdoms, they, the king and queen are dead. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming... That's the three, yeah. and not Durin, which is Queen Anya's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she is also not uh, like the others. Yeah, Anya's a little bit cool, cooler, yeah. <laughs> cool-headed, and yeah, maybe not so quick to jump to war. Yeah, exactly. as we know. Yeah, yeah. So we have this. Um, shitty situation <laughs> yeah. which Ez now has to deal with and that uh, Apelli says that their army is the best of all the human kingdoms and that they will they will win mm -hmm. so basically that Ez doesn't have to worry yeah. but Ezrin weighing really heavy on his conscience is the fact that tens of thousands of people will die Yeah. and he spends a lot of time weighing this up and trying to figure out if if that's okay. Yeah, f first he he wanted to get an answer about what this means. Like, okay, they will win, but how many will fall? And he insists on getting a number from Opelli. And yeah, tens of thousands will fall. Yeah, that's not a triumph at all. So come on. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he's weighing the options in his head, Bait is tapping on him and it looks like a cat. You know, like yeah. a, a cat would do. Giving him a back massage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he is staring at this war table thing with one piece uh, symbolizing 500 people. And yeah, it's it's a lot, you know, just by looking at these pieces. But then this uh, traitor guy, Sali? No. Salia. Salia comes in and says, ah, there's a way to um, prevent bloodshed, maybe. Mm -hmm. So, hey, come with me and let me introduce to my uh, stupid idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then Ez goes to Barrius the Baker mm -hmm. 
who is uh, embarrassed that he fixed the grate in the kitchen. <laughs> and he says that he will leave it broken. <laughs> and Ez really sweetly asks Barrius if he can look after bait, mm-hmm. if anything happens to him. <laughs> and and uh, Ez asks him if he knows what bait needs. <laughs> And he says, uh, an infinite supply of jelly tarts and understanding and love. And Ez says, yes, but mainly the tarts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really sad moment of them saying goodbye. And uh, Ez takes the tray of jelly tarts with him. Yeah. And Bait is turning blue. I don't know the color change. Uh, I think we had blue, um, one of them is sadness. Yeah. 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 Or regret. Yeah. It's a sad moment. Yeah. And then we're back in the throne room again, or with Corvus and Ezrin. And Corvus is saying there must be another way. So now Corvus also knows what the plan is. And Opelli is saying there will be no going back. And we still don't know what the deal is, as... Mm -hmm the audience and Salia says that there will be no attack uh, and if people don't want to go to war with Zadia they can lay down their arms and go home to their families safe so it seems like the deal that they've made well they've been out of the picture and then we see Ezrin getting swapped for Viren Ezrin getting put in chains Mm -hmm. Taken down to the pr- prison, and Viren is released, which is wow. Yeah, exactly. It's a shocking moment. That's also what what I meant with the guards are a little bit weird because they do it straight away. Yeah. Like take him and then okay, and put him in chains, chains and uh, yeah. Completely. Swapping with um, Viren. It's all really weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand how Salia can make this deal happen mm-hmm. because he's not the only, you know, councilman there. There seem to be other people on the council. Yeah, Opeli and Corvus, for example. Yeah, I yeah. R- really don't know. Yeah. But maybe this was really the only way that Case have said he would back down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not sure, but it seems really... Seems really stupid. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's just really sad. But I, I still don't quite understand how how all the people in the throne room just accept the fact then that Viren's gonna take Ezrin's place. Yeah. I mean, Ezrin also did a really good job of being king the the two days he yeah. was king. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, Ezrin also doesn't want to sacrifice any lives. So exactly, this is the decision he makes. And then we have the final big moment, like Riven is saying, I'm so sorry that it has come to this. And as Ren is like, no, you're not. And Riven, no, I'm not. Yeah. Ta-da! Final moment. He really looks like a villain yeah. then. Yeah. Like, really evil. <laughs> Just Smiling. letting this, this kid go to jail. Yeah. yeah. And Aravos also looks really pleased. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I also don't get is why are all these armies following Kasif? If there was anyone you would listen to about going to war, would you really listen to a guy that doesn't eat his broccoli? (laughs) (laughs) Of 
course not. <laughs> I don't know. It seems really... The whole thing seems really odd, but yeah. No, true. But I guess when people... Yeah, they've lost their their king and queen and they just want revenge or something. Yeah, they, 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 really... they don't know what to do and they are seeking for someone to blame. Yeah. And they and they completely think that it was Zadia that did it and don't realize that actually they're completely playing into Viren's hands. Mm-hmm. And that actually Viren killed them. Yeah. Sneaky yeah, yeah. Viren. Yeah. yeah. Did we see anything again from these uh, creatures that killed them? No. Yeah. Seems like the spell ends once yeah, once they're okay. done and they disappear. They just vanish. So... One thing I find interesting now is that Viren is not just alone. Like, I think most of the time, or up until up until Aravos came into the scene, Viren seemed to be fighting against everyone by himself. But now we've got Salia, who we see is on Viren's side, so it's not just Viren. Yeah, true. <laughs> Like, orchestrating everything. I think Kaesif is also on his side. And Kasev, yeah. And also Claudia, but... Hmm, true. But I don't know, yeah, up, up until now it felt a bit like Viren was just on his own path and just ignoring what everyone else said, but now it seems like he has more followers, yeah. which is disturbing. True. So, uh, shall I go into the overarching theme of this episode? Yeah, sure. So I have, yeah, all I have actually is in order to save thousands, as sacrifices his position as king and his freedom. Yeah. Yeah, that's most of what happens in this episode. That's not including the heroes, you see. Yeah, speaking about the title, so the Midnight Desert, because the heroes are in the Midnight Desert, mm-hmm. but also they have a speak in the desert at midnight. Maybe that's, that's why it's called a double meaning title because of what happened at midnight in the desert yeah yeah maybe also they had a dessert in the desert at midnight a dessert in the <laughs> desert oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and the title of the first one as well we didn't say it was ghost but that was clear why as yeah. well. and also your uh, overarching team uh, theme uh, was good for describing the title ghost Hmm. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem. Uh, no. What did you say? It doesn't. Things. Things not being as they seem. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And yeah, a ghost is not what it seems. Yeah. True. Um. I also have the IMDb scores, <laughs> ratings for for these chapters. Ghost had an eight point seven, and the Midnight Desert had eight point five. So still really good. Mm-hmm. Scores. So, shall we go jelly tarts and outros? Yep. So, I have only one jelly tart left in the first one. A common sign for yes. That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. When uh, Maya was nodding uh, about, hey, you're joking with me, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and in the second one, I have no jelly tots left. I just have uh, 
I want you to know I've always seen you as a kindred spirit. Ah, true. Mm-hmm. Good one. Yeah. That's a barrier's talking debate. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. Yeah. It's really cute. Yeah. Okay, the outros. Do you want to start then for chapter three? Okay, we have a half-floating flower in the pond. What we talked about. Yeah. Then we have two moon opal necklaces. Then we have Ethari braiding the hair of the uh, of a younger Rayla. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, the Sunfire Elf Staff of Lightning. I've put on my <laughs> I wrote the Staff of Light. I think my autocorrect changed it to lightning. <laughs> Look yep. into the Staff of Lightning. Oh no. <laughs> Don't get zapped. <laughs> Uh, yeah, then we see Runan and Ithari in love. Then we've got Earthblood Elf Callum high fouring a tree. <laughs> high four. Yeah. Uh, then we see the footsteps of the Emplar in the desert. This is for chapter four. Ah, uh, yeah, true. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's fine. And yeah. uh, then we see Ez in prison with this holy light shining on him. Mm-hmm, true. Not on Viren. Then we see Callum holding a boomerang just like uh, soccer wood and ready to throw. Mm-hmm. It's a real action shot. <laughs> yeah. Then there's the piece from the war table, the one that symbolizes 500 people 500 mm-hmm. soldiers mm-hmm. then we see Nyx uh, hearting the ampler like uh, flying around the nose and there's a heart in the air yeah <laughs> it's nice because you see how big the ampler's face is yeah, as well then. True. Yeah. and then we see two soulfang snakes in, in a love heart shape also mm-hmm. with a little heart <laughs> Lots, lots of love going Lots on. of hearts and loves. Yeah, yeah, cool. I think that's it. Yeah. They were good episodes. Yeah, true. Good chapters, good episodes. But a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, that's what we like. So, and we are not sure whether Viren has more followers than we do on Twitter. <laughs> or uh, Telegram. <laughs> or Spotify. Or... Uh, Apple Podcasts or anywhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the dark. Yeah. But we don't do dark magic. We don't do dark magic, yeah, but maybe we're in the first place still. So if you want to help us be better than Viren, please follow us and listen to us and <laughs> comment <laughs> our episodes. Yeah. Yeah, we love to hear from you. We're always open for some commentary. Yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah. So that's about it for today, I think. Yeah. Thanks a lot for listening. Mm-hmm. And we shall get on it with recording the next episode soon. <laughs> true. And then we are finally waiting for the season four. Yeah. We nice. had rumors of April. Who knows if it will happen? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we've been News from the Breach. Thanks for listening and speak to you again soon. Bye. Bye for now.
maybe 